roshni ka karwa This podcast is brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation Hi, my name is George Abraham, and welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations. My guest today is Siddharth Sharma, a public relations professional, a fitness buff, and a man of style. Welcome, Siddharth. Hi, George. Great to be on your show. So, Siddharth, uh, I was reading somewhere that you are the first blind public relations professional in Asia. Well, that's uh, true. Uh, George, you know, I started my public relations career when I was uh, with you at the first World Cup cricket for the blind way back in '98, and uh, soon after that, I started working with a public relations agency called Connections, which was uh, which was a great agency of its time. And after a few years of working with them, I realized that you know, growth in a pr agency might be slightly restricted so therefore i said okay let's take the plunge and go the entrepreneurial route and uh, that's when i decided to form uh, foundations pr which was in uh, 2002 so keeping that in mind i mean when i started off there was nobody absolutely nobody in the country who i could uh, you know even talk to uh from my field uh, i mean when i say talk to i mean visually impaired people because there were none yes today i mean i have successfully been running this public relations agency called foundations pr for well 19 years now and i do happen to be asia's first self employed public relations professional you started your career with uh, the agency connections Uh, Correct, and, and this was probably your first foray into employment as a visually impaired or blind person. So, talk us yep. through some of the uh, initial experiences, some of the thoughts that might have been crossing your mind, some of the apprehensions that you might have been having. Well, uh, as you know, I mean, uh, I lost my eyesight at the age of twenty-four and a half, uh, thanks to a motorbike accident, and for many years, I mean, I didn't really. do anything uh, structured in the form of a job and so on but uh, when the world cup came up and you gave me the opportunity at that time to work on the public relations aspect of things i suddenly realized that pr is something that uh, suits my style suits my you know intellectual capabilities and so on and uh, uh, so i settled into this job with a sense of apprehension a because it was a large corporate house it was the dalmia group and uh, i didn't know how i was going to fit into a corporate environment i guess uh, that didn't turn out to be too much of an issue i got into my role with uh, ease slowly started realizing that all my experience from the past uh, because i was into gaumdig sports and stuff like that before my accident and the things that i had done i mean i was a commerce graduate i soon realized that business development and you know the marketing aspect of things the operational aspect of the agency was something that i was 
you know, very comfortable with. And soon uh, I started bringing in business to the organization, which uh, at that point of time was a huge sense of achievement, not only for me, but also for the organization, because suddenly, I mean, we were bringing in uh, marquee accounts. They were good accounts that were coming in. And uh, that gave me a sense of confidence that, okay, even though, I mean, uh, I have this visual impairment, when I go out into the big wide world, people take me seriously. Public relations, uh, the way we all know it, is a lot of connections and interactions with people in the media. And the media is a huge group. There are different kinds of people in the media, um, whether it is print, whether it's electronic, or whether it's even the, these days, even in the digital space. So uh, why don't you share with us some of the initial uh, challenges that you might have had? Public relations is a very, very vast field. I mean, uh, honestly speaking, public relations is a direct marketing tool that is utilized by corporates, brands, individuals, NGOs. I mean, you name it, public relations is a very important aspect of marketing, which most people do not realize. They think PR is more about hobnobbing and schmoozing around with people, which, is, which it is to a degree, but uh, you need to be extremely well informed about your subject. And uh, what I did over a period of time was I realized that the lifestyle and luxury space was the space that I was uh, most comfortable working within. And uh, I concentrated on uh, bringing in luxury brands and lifestyle brands to my PR firm, Foundations PR. And during this process, I mean, uh, you know, you get to know people in the media across the board, I mean, uh, who deal on these subjects. And of course, I mean, there's a lot of corporate media involved as well. It's not just uh, lifestyle and luxury media. There's a lot of corporate media also that you're in touch with all the time because you're always getting your uh, clients who are basically managing directors of companies, chairmen of companies, uh, marketing directors. Uh, you're getting them interviewed in uh, the pink papers, business magazines, a CNBC, you know, so on and so forth. And then on the other hand, I mean, when you're working with uh, world-class iconic luxury uh, brands, then you're looking at uh, the media that uh, looks into luxury. So I mean, uh, and lifestyle. So so it's been an, uh, uh, it's been developing these uh, contacts over well so many years now that. Uh, just uh, it, it's, it's kind of become part of my DNA. You know, as a visually impaired person, you know, I have experienced that when you deal with people initially on the phone and when you meet them face to face, very often uh, the, the responses are very, very different. And sometimes there are very, very comic uh, situations which you laugh about later on. Yeah, that's... Uh, do, do you recall any of such uh, experiences during your journey? I, I don't know about the comic experiences, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is definitely a sense of bewilderment and a sense of shock when you suddenly meet up with a person who you've been speaking to for, say, maybe two years on the phone. Yeah. Or, 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 or for example, I mean, you're speaking to somebody who's in Bombay. Yeah. And uh, you've been speaking to them from Delhi over the phone for the past two, three years. And then suddenly you land up in Bombay for an event or a, you know, a store launch or a launch uh, a party or whatever it may be. 
and you uh, meet up face to face i mean for a few minutes i mean they they completely uh, taken uh, you know they taken up with surprise i mean that i mean they couldn't they can't understand i mean who's this guy is talking to in dark glasses but i mean i think i had the knack of uh, putting people at ease if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iwe national toll free helpline number 18005320469 the number is 18005320469 awareness and advertising and um, you know are are probably critical to marketing as you yourself said uh, earlier on in our conversation uh but very often when something like a financial crunch or a economic downturn or now in our country like the pandemic has happened has a serious impact on the pr and advertising industry how has it treated you totally i mean uh, it was it was it, it hit our industry like a sledgehammer uh because as you rightly said i mean uh, spends on advertising public relations promotions events these are the first things that get sliced off i mean because uh, these are considered frivolous expenses when people uh, are trying to cut costs i mean uh, how can they how can people cut costs i mean overhead costs are very difficult to cut i mean because you can't throw out all your employees uh you might uh, the pandemic helped people uh, not to uh, uh, invest in real estate and get their people to work from home but i mean expenses such as pr advertising so on and so forth were considered frivolous so uh, in the in the in the bargain i mean uh, before i knew it i mean i had a kind of lost 70% of my business uh, which was uh, not a great thing to live with did did it hit your business in, in in the form in the way that you probably run your business uh, did it affect the holding on to your team uh, i mean how did it affect foundation's pr per se apart from the 70% loss of business George uh, to be very honest with you i mean obviously when uh, your revenue streams are cut then i mean you had no option but to i mean uh, think of trimming salaries of your employees anyway we are a boutique pr firm we are not a large pr company with uh, hundreds of people on board we are a boutique pr firm but still i mean uh, you need money to pay overhead salaries so on and so forth i didn't uh, let anybody leave their job i mean i mean i kept everybody on i retained everybody but i mean we did have to go through with a few minor salary cuts here and there uh but by the end of the day i mean uh, what was uh, uh, actually more of a jolt to me was sometime in the month of august because uh, i i was told by my partner that uh, he doesn't want to carry on with the business no more and that was a bit uh, I mean it was something that I needed to digest because uh, he and I had been running this partnership firm for over 18 years and he was more of an inf- infrastructure partner and uh, so the office and so on and so forth was part of his deal running the agency executing day to day operations bringing in business was my part of the deal and suddenly i realized that i wouldn't have an office anymore so that came as a bit of a shock surprise but you know i had to deal with it as they say i mean like the proverbial saying when the going gets tough the tough get going so i i decided that i was going to retain this company i was going to keep the foundation's pr brand alive 
and I was going to ensure that come what may, I will go through this pandemic and make sure that my company still exists and doesn't go down like many others that were going down. So I bought out my partner's share and uh, I bought out his share. Today I have a company that uh, belongs entirely to me. And honestly speaking, if you ask me, George, I think it's opened up a whole new horizon. Today, I think that I've managed to, you know, sail through the difficult portion of this entire one and a half years. And now there's only, now there's an opportunity for me to bring in actual investors uh, or an angel investor or a partner who could actually help digitize my business. Because, you know, I mean, by the end of the day, as we all know, everything is digitalizing and uh, the world is going digital before you can say it, I mean, uh, something new has happened in the digital world. And, and similarly is the case with a PR firm or an advertising firm or any other firm for that matter. Uh, so uh, tomorrow, I mean, a technology partner could come in. Anybody else could come in, I mean, who brings value to the table. Now, you talked about the tough getting going and, uh, yeah. and you, you are a fitness buff. And I remember uh, you and I had gone to Pakistan um, a few years ago, maybe about Absolutely. 10 years ago. And uh, we were... Yeah. One evening, walking with the legendary fast bowler Shoaib Akhtar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I was kind of feeling his biceps and your biceps. And I found that, uh, you know, (laughs) am I I touching a guy who was a a fast bowler who didn't uh, become a fast bowler? <laughs> so <laughs> that's so, true. I mean, Shoaib, my biceps, my, my my arms were bigger than Shoaib's, and they were more uh, they were more uh, ripped uh, in, at that point of time. I still remember that. In fact, that was a fantastic trip. That was right. a that that was a lovely trip. I mean, uh, and the interactions that we had with all those uh, uh, legends of the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, who we hung out with. In fact, I I used to remember training at the Pakistan Cricket Academy with Ramiz Raja and Shoaib at times. And a couple of others, Vakar or somebody used to come in. I'm forgetting who it was, but it was great fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, tell tell me, how did you get interested in uh, gymming, and uh, what is your routine? How do you find time for it in the midst of your busy business schedule? And gymming uh, 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 is something that I've been doing ever since. Uh, you know, I mean, before the term gymming uh, came into play, I mean, I was always into training with weights. Uh, ever since I was a young boy, young man, not a young boy. Yeah. And uh, because I, 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 when I was in school, and those days I was cited, and uh, even till university level, I mean, I was uh, basically into sports in a big way. I mean, we were always playing uh, sports in school. At one point of time, I, I used to swim till the junior boy stage for Delhi State. So, I mean, uh, you know, fitness was something that, I mean, came to me naturally and I loved it. And uh, working out uh, had become a part and parcel of life. So, even after my accident, I mean, uh, many people had even asked me this question that, you know, I wonder if you'll ever be able to pick up a dumbbell or a barbell again. And I said, you bet I will. And uh, a couple of months after my accident, I started training again at home. And I continue to do that till today. I mean, and it's a uh, uh, hardcore uh, uh, training uh, with weights, uh, moderate to heavy weights. And uh, that, that, that regime continues, which also includes, I mean, uh, keeping a track on nutrition and so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty keyed up on, uh, on the whole health sector and I, and I keep myself informed. So, so you're you're one of those guys whom we would hesitate to meet in a dark alley, huh? 
No, 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 George. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a WWW uh, 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 sort of person. It's just that I'm, I'm athletic uh, and uh, muscular for my age, I guess, uh, and that's it. I mean, and I like all these wonderful things that get excreted from your brain i mean not only just keeps you with a nice healthy positive attitude it's good for your brain health and uh, so so i mean there are lots of positives to support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org org.in please note www.scorefoundation.org.in you seem to be enjoying uh, having a love for life talk us a little bit about uh, what you do and what are your passions uh, what is it that you most enjoy doing in in your spare time uh, talk us through that yeah George, like you said, I mean, I am somebody who does enjoy life. I mean, uh, to its fullest. I mean, uh, I do everything what uh, anybody else. I mean, uh, in mainstream society would do. I've never restricted myself from uh, staying cooped up at uh, you know staying uh, out of the mainstream world uh, because of the fact that I'm visually impaired. Whether it's going to uh, clubs or pubs or nightclubs or wherever else, maybe you will find me, or you would find me when I was a little younger. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, uh, the, the and and of course, yes. I mean, uh, I have a bunch of uh, very good friends. I mean, uh, with whom we socialize often enough. And uh, uh, so, I mean, life has been. Uh, I, I I can't say I have any regrets. Life has been good. I've been uh, I've been out there. I've been out there in the midst of it all. and uh, never once have i ever allowed myself to feel that my visual impairment would be an impediment you know uh, siddharth i have uh, run into you uh, in some of these uh, concerts jazz concerts and so on and it's evident that you are pretty uh, into music uh, how did you get interested in music are you uh, a musician yourself do you sing or do you play something or it's just listening to great music I really wish I could play an instrument. I mean, I I honestly wish I could play an instrument. Uh, tried my hand at strumming a guitar, but failed miserably. Uh, but uh, unlike you, who's really good at playing the guitar. Uh, but uh, uh, music is something that I've always lived with. I mean, it's something that was always being played in the home. I mean, whether it was Indian classical music or Western classical music. So. so those sort of strains of music were always uh, around me even when i was a young boy and then as i grew older i mean i mean obviously you start uh, making your own choices towards what you want to listen to so i started uh, at a very early age i started uh, i mean you start off with the classic rock and so on and so forth which is uh, common stuff and you do the pop bit as well but i soon realized that you know i loved jazz and uh, blues because it was an uh, you know that was where you could hear musicians really express themselves with their individual instruments and uh, that got me really hooked on to uh, both these uh, genres of music 
and uh, so so often on i mean I, i keep listening to my jazz my blues but that doesn't mean that i mean i don't have a ear for uh, anything popish or you know lounge or trance or whatever else because i've got a very flexible ear so music is definitely something that uh, you know keeps my soul going how do you see maybe the next 5 to 10 years of your life what do you see yourself doing to be very honest i hope i can make a success of this new business that i've just bought in totality i mean uh, because i want to survive in this world i uh, i want to still continue to be a public relations professional uh, of merit because i mean to be very honest with you i mean the clients that i normally work with uh, the none of them are fly by night operations they people who i worked with some of them i mean one of them i worked with for 16 years which is a hell of a long time in today's scenario i mean uh, brands tend to shift loyalties uh, to from agencies from time to time uh, and then there are others who have worked with for 7 years 8 years 10 years so i mean you know i mean i've kept uh, so obviously i mean there's something all right about what i'm delivering and uh, keeping that in mind i mean i hope that i can continue to carry on with this business for the next 5 10 years and uh, like i said infuse some new energy new talent uh, a new partner who knows an angel investor god knows uh, but the aim is to grow the business and uh, live a happy life thank you very much for this time and wish you the very best thank you george it's always a pleasure interacting with you This podcast was brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation.